0: Welcome to the Reach Higher podcast. Quick nuggets of wisdom for happiness, efficiency, and meaningful living. Your thoughts need surgery and I've got the scalpel. My name is Ryan Howard. What is the good life? When a person looks back over the years they've been on this earth, what is it that makes them say, I've lived a quality life? Would their answer involve the amount of money they made? or perhaps the fame they've acquired or their number of sexual partners. Even though we know mentally that those things don't create happiness, the large majority of people think that if they had all those things in abundance, then their life would be much happier. But here's the problem with that. How many celebrities do we hear about in the news who have all those things and more, and yet they're depressed? or jumping in and out of rehab because they need a bottle of whiskey to numb their problems. Far too many to count. And on the flip side of that, there are people with none of those things who live happier, more fulfilling lives than you and I could even imagine. So there must be a different answer, a simple universal answer, and it's this. The quality of your life is determined by the emotional states you live in from moment to moment. When you take the sum total of these moments and look at how you regularly feel emotionally, it will give you your answer. And to many people, actually performing this exercise can be eye-opening because again, we tend to measure our life quality like a checklist. Do I have the house? Okay, check. How's my bank account? Check. Girlfriend or boyfriend? Whole bunch of friends? A thousand plus followers on Instagram? Check, check, check. But how often do we stop in the present moment and ask ourselves, am I truly happy? Am I living my best life? This exercise may be troubling to some people because you might realize that even though you've acquired things, you don't have the happiness that you trusted the things to give you. But in my opinion, What I'm about to share with you is fantastic news. Because once you learn the right way to create a better life quality, you'll realize that you had access to it before the stuff ever got there. And you've got access to it right now. So let's dive into it. I want you to stop saying that you have an emotion. Instead, imagine that you are in an emotion the same way you are in your car or in your house. The purpose behind this is that it allows you to stop identifying with the emotion as your own. It makes you stop owning it. If I'm in the car and I want to go into the house, I merely shift locations. So I get up and I do it. How could it empower you if you thought of your emotions as locations that you could simply move from? But I know what most of you are thinking. Emotions aren't that simple. When I feel something, it's in me. When I get angry, I can't control it. First off, if you watched the last episode on brain reprogramming, you'd know that you trained your mind to think that way. So of course that's the case. But the way that we're going to get you to unlearn that behavior is through visualization and an interactive exercise during the episode. You see everyone does indeed have an emotional home this is an emotion or group of emotions that you have trained yourself to occupy so often that they've become the most familiar for you they feel the most comfortable even if the emotions are negative or painful your brain will seek out ways to get back to these emotions just like how we all look forward to returning home That's how your brain feels returning to those emotions. But here's the catch. How does our mind find its way back? It uses our experiences, regardless of what they are, as a stimuli to get there. There's an old story I heard referencing a father with two sons who happened to be twins. One son was always gloomy, constantly feeling negative and run down. He seemed to always locate the upsetting side of a situation, while the other son was the incurable optimist. His curiosity, his excitement, his sense of adventure spilled into everything he did. So on their birthday one year, he decided to do an experiment. The night before their birthday, the father went into the room of the gloomy child and he filled it with toys. Trucks and all these different times of things that he knew he would love when he saw him. In the room of the optimist, he emptied out bags of horse manure, covering the entire floor with it. The next morning, the father gets up and he enters the room of the gloomy child. And he hears him crying. What could possibly be wrong? The father said, there are so many toys in here. I'm going to have to read the instructions on how to play with all of them. That'll be so much work. And when the other kids see how many toys I have, they'll be jealous and they'll hate me. What a little snot, right? I know. (laughs) Meanwhile, the father hears a scream from the optimist's room, and he runs in to see what was wrong. Son, why are you screaming? His son said. Dad, with all this horse shit in here, I know there's got to be a pony around here somewhere. So pause. No, this isn't the end of the lesson. There's a lot more work that we need to do. But this is exactly where I want to stop for today. Be ready to delve deeper into this with some hands-on techniques we're going to do in the next episode for how to shift your mind long term to a new emotional home. Thanks for listening, guys. And I'll see you here for part two of what is your emotional home? Guys, thank you for listening to the Reach Higher podcast. Stretch out your arm. Let me help you lift it up. And together we will reach higher, reaching the bigger smiles, stronger minds, greater successes and better lives. Thanks, guys. Peace.